1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law presented by T-Mobile with an awesome network and great savings. There's never been a better time to join T-Mobile visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today, whether you're home or away, stay connected
2: to your team with T-Mobile, the network that covers 99% of people in America. They've been investing billions to light up their best network ever. From your backyard to a sold-out stadium, get T-Mobile's best coverage yet. Plus, with T-Mobile, you get a price lock guarantee, so they won't raise the price of your rate plan. There's never been a better time to switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Coverage not available in some areas. Price lock for current on-network rate plan. Talk, text, and data on qualifying line for new accounts. See exclusions and details at T-Mobile.com. Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiki and Zach Rizzuto.
3: Let's get into our quarterback rankings. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Josh Allen, have him at number one, you know, against Miami. We were just talking about that game. I think if it does snow, you know, Josh Allen might, you know, run the ball a lot. Um, now, if the weather is absolutely ridiculous, if it's supposed to be really bad, I'm going to move, you know, Jalen Hurts up to number one, who I have at yeah. number two. Um, Allen had a rough game last week against the Jets. And, um, you know, th- if this was in regular elements, I think this would be a matchup that he can get right in. Uh, but, you know, if the elements are supposed to be bad, I'll move Jalen Hurts to number two, to number one, who I have him at number two right now against Chicago. Uh, not sure he's going to need to do a whole lot in this game. You know, this can be a Miles Sanders game. Uh, yeah. But, you know, he's also involved in the run game, obviously. So that floor should still be there. Patrick Mahomes at three in Houston, Justin Herbert at four at home against Tennessee and Justin Fields against Philly at five ahead of Joe Burrow in Tampa, you know, potentially without two of his weapons. We'll see if T Higgins and or Tyler Boyd will be able to suit up this week. And, you know, if he's down one of those wide receivers, he'll be fine. i uh, rather have T Higgins play, obviously, right. than, than Tyler Boyd. Uh, but if he's missing both these guys not sure that his ceiling is there uh this particular week
4: uh yeah i think i would agree that the ceiling might not be where it has been these past few weeks but i still think he's good for you know a really safe floor and a high floor at that it's not like you're just putting him in to get 15 points you know with jamar chase with him and jamar chase on the field you know he's, he's going to be fine i think that his floor kind of sits at like 20 points and this is a pretty good matchup it looks like because Tampa Bay's been off you know, they haven't been doing very hot. And I think this is a hot Bengals team coming in. They should have no trouble putting up points, even though Tampa Bay's defense does have playmakers. So I think having him at six makes sense. Justin Fields, I feel like it feels weird having him at five because we know what he can do with his rushing upside. I mean, I think he, I saw a stat somewhere to hit like three. Is it
3: too low or too high?
4: I don't, I, I want to, like I said, it feels weird having him here because it seems low with the way that his rushing oh. upside moves him up. But I gotcha. think the matchup kind of, you know, negates that. I think that's why we have him down here. It's Justin Herbert, I think he's going to get it done just fine. He looked like a different quarterback last week with all of his playmakers on the field. And I expect, expect that to continue, so I'm not surprised to have him at four. And then Justin Fields, like I said, with the rushing upside, he'll be fine. I do think it makes sense, like I said, to have him down there because of the matchup. I'm not sure how much scoring they're going to do. Um, we'll see how it goes, but Justin feels liable to take one in the house as we've seen any time that he carries a football. So that gives him enough upside to have him in the top five. And then the top three, like you said – they're pretty much locked in. I might argue you could put Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen at this point because Josh Allen did have a rough game last week. He did score a good amount of points, though, still. he I think he topped 20 points even on a bad week. But with the weather, you know, we've seen that things can kind of get rough. You know, So I, I think that Jalen Hurts, maybe I'll move him to one this week unless something drastic happens with the weather situation in Buffalo. If it changes and it's just going to be like a, a nice crisp night. I don't think that's going to happen, though. So I would maybe put Jalen Hurts at one because I think he's a safer bet.
3: Uh, Justin feels uh, his design rushes went down to about 15% uh, yeah. in the week before the buy, um, which is pretty low for him. He, you know, he was coming off the shoulder injury. So that kind of makes sense. Uh, he was at near 30% the two weeks prior and 25% even the, the week before that. So, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, with the bye week that he come he goes back to his normal role. And if he does, then he deserves to be in this top five. If he doesn't, if he hovers around 15%, I gotta knock him even lower, you know, maybe behind Joe Burrow, uh, maybe behind Tua when he has a good matchup. Uh, but it really depends, you know. But I we need that those design rushes uh to be up there, you know, 25, 30 percent is like elite, you know, right. uh with the best of them. So, you know, hopefully he'll be fine. Uh the matchup isn't ideal either, but at the same time with the rushing ability, you know, you gotta have him in your lineup this week. The upside is crazy, no matter what.
4: Yeah, it, it doesn't you know, you say maybe you knock him down behind Tua, and that at first caught me off guard, but then you look at this production, you know, it's been like pretty much entirely dependent, especially these last two weeks on his rushing work. And with that going down, if that doesn't hold up, you know, the only reason he had a solid day last week is because of that 55-yard touchdown. Take that away, and he's looking at like a 10-point performance, and that's not going to get it done for you in fantasy. So I think it makes sense. Yeah, maybe you could put him behind Tua, even though Tua, yeah, he's been struggling as of late. He has.
3: He has. And, you know, ahead of Tua, so after Burrow at six. I have Dak at seven in Jacksonville. Um, this is a game in which I think Dak can put up some numbers. You know, this is the yeah. highest I've had him all season. Um, and you mentioned Tua, you know, I have him at eight. Kirk Cousins at nine against Indy. And then Trevor Lawrence at 10 against Dallas. Um, but yeah, you know, Tua, you know, he hasn't looked great over the past couple of weeks. He's had a couple of tough matchups. Um, but, you know, it's interesting, man, like, he hasn't had a good fantasy day since week 10 before his buy. He has some tough matchups between Houston, San Francisco last week against the chargers, you know, should have been doable. And now Buffalo, you know, not the best matchup either, you know? And I, and like I mentioned, I have Kirk cousins at nine and Trevor Lawrence at 10, you know, who would you rather start? Like who, how would you order these three guys? Uh, You know, because Kirk cousins, decent matchup against Indy, Trevor Lawrence, tough matchup against Dallas. Is this the, the order that you would keep it in
4: no i would move to a down <laughs> i know i don't want it to sound like recency bias but you know he just looks like he's in a bit of a slump i'm going to add that with the weather that they're going to be playing and if they need the heaters indoors against the chargers i mean it's going to they're going to be out of their element you know obviously in the snow against buffalo this week um i think the weather conditions are going to play into it the offense hasn't been clicking like it has been recently i think most of that is because of Tua. So I'm going to move him down. I would put him down at 10, maybe. I would put him underneath Trevor Lawrence and Kirk Cousins. I'm tempted to leave Kirk Cousins over Trevor Lawrence just because, you know, it's not a bad matchup. But I think Trevor Lawrence, even though Dallas's defense has been pretty good, you know, they're still struggling a little bit outside of Trayvon Diggs' coverage. They're allowing some passes. You know, they just let Chris Moore go over 100 yards on 11 catches, was it? Yeah, last week, or 11 targets. So... I'd expect Trevor Lawrence to continue doing his thing. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game between Dallas and Jacksonville, so I would maybe put Trevor Lawrence at 8. So it would go Lawrence at 8, Cousins at 9, uh, Tua at 10. I mean,
3: you know, Lawrence, he has a pretty good test, I think, you know, against yeah. Dallas, you know, and it's not a it's not an easy matchup. You know, he's he's got it done. You know, the Ravens definitely was a tough matchup for him, and he got it done. Uh, last week was an extremely, you know, quarterback-friendly matchup you know against Detroit um yeah. I'm, I'm sorry against Tennessee against Detroit you know he didn't put up as you know big big numbers like they couldn't get anything going on offense now you know he did get a little bit banged up in that game so mm-hmm. but you know he did get banged up after the fact that the lines went up big um but yeah no i can see it man like i think you know over the last several games he's been getting it done so i can see that uh but it's definitely going to be a test i i kind of trust Kirk Cousins right now uh over trevor um and yeah it, i agree if the elements are bad in buffalo i'm moving josh allen down i'm moving Tua down for sure
4: yeah for sure um with trevor lawrence and this is just something i might have him on stock watch this week just as far as you know maybe next season gauging where i might have him ranked because if he shows out against a good cowboys defense you know this could actually help his stock moving forward you know he might be higher priced if he looks like he can turn in a good performance and he's able to continue to do that, you know, just kind of break out the rest of the season. Um, yeah. I, I'd be keeping an eye on that, just watching him. Even if I don't have him, you know, just never too early to start scouting the field and see what you can get. Because especially if you're out of the playoffs, like I am in some leagues, you know, you want to get a get get, the, get a head start on everybody else. So I, I have him, like, if you want to call it, on watch right now.
3: You know, if you're not starting Lawrence this week, though, like, I'm not even sure I'm holding on to him. You know, he, he's in New York against the Jets next week and yeah. then in Houston the following week. So those are two bad matchups. You know, not a great fantasy playoff schedule for Trevor Lawrence. So, if you don't plan on starting him this week, I don't think there's any point of having him on your bench. I would rather free up that bench spot and pick up somebody else at this point. Um, let's see, let's see. Okay, let's move on to uh, number eleven here. I have Mike. I have Geno Smith uh, at eleven. You know, and I have him so low here because you know this is against San Francisco. This is a tough matchup. Um, is he too low? You think he's too low, you know, despite him going up against San Francisco here, you know, he has the weapons, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> yeah. I, I want to move him up, you know, because of the fact that his weapons are so good. Um, you know, and that's kind of why I have two, a high as well because of his weapons, but you know, Geno Smith has been playing very good and he's at home this week and on a short week against San Francisco, maybe he can do some things, but You know, it's tough to rank him in that top 10 against ahead of these other guys, you know, against the the 49ers.
4: I I don't think he's too low at all. I think this is right where I'd put him because it's a short week going against the 49ers. But I still trust Geno Smith the way he's been playing. Like you said, he's been playing pretty well, even though last week he had a couple bad picks. I trust him to turn around. You know, he's got DK Metcalf to throw to, he's got Tyler Lockett. Kenneth Walker's coming back. It should be a more balanced attack. Um, They gave it to Geno Smith, they let him cook, so to speak and mixed results you know it wasn't bad from a fantasy perspective but um for the game perspective it wasn't very good so i think having here having having him here at 11 makes sense this is right where i put him i expect a low-end qb1 performance from him so this is kind of like the ceiling i don't think the ceiling is much higher than this i don't see him finishing much higher than qb10 if he does i'd be very surprised because of the niners defense just being so good but um i wouldn't expect him to finish much lower either you know i think his floor is kind of you know a high high to mid QB2. So he could float in this 11, 15, 16 range. Uh, I think you're going to get similar results wherever he does end up finishing. I'm looking at like maybe 15, 16 points this week. And that should be solid enough for you to start him, you know, in two QB leagues, definitely. And then maybe if you're in a bad spot, QB1 in some one QB leagues. Well, I just lost
3: Kyler in one of our leagues. So I'm I'm, I'm playing Geno Smith. You know, I had a chance to pick up Mike White, but I decided to just roll roll with Geno um because of the fact that he has the weapons i think they're gonna let him cook again or try to have him attempt to make a meal because <laughs> yeah at the end of the day it's like you know you don't want to run against this defense right no. and it, the, you're way better suited to pass against them so um, I, I would assume that that's what they end up doing just like what tampa you know tried to do last week didn't yeah. work it, for them but it's not like don't about have gino smith here not Tom yeah, Brady, okay.
4: <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's not like they don't have playmakers on the outside. I mean, he's turned Marquise Goodwin Eden into a decent threat, you know, and he's, he was quiet a couple of years before this, before, you know, actually he kind of burst back on the scene with Geno Smith. So it's funny that we're still sounds funny talking about Geno Smith as this guy, but there's, isn't there, wasn't there a report that the Seahawks maybe want to extend him as a long-term yeah. guy? Like, yeah. good for Geno, right? I know, man, seriously. <laughs> Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save
2: some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.
3: I have Mike White against Detroit, assuming he'll be good to go. It seems like he will be. But the Lions, they've given up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season, Uh, the most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last four weeks. Um, They've been giving up some serious passing yards. Third most passing yards over the last four weeks and throughout the course of the season. Uh, And the Lions are scoring a ton on the other side, right? Fifth most points per game this year. Third most points per game over the last three weeks. Uh, Preciser has this game at a 50 point, I'm sorry, fifty. Preciser has this game at a 52-point total, which is significantly higher than Vegas has this at, a few points higher. So, you know, they have the Jets losing. Vegas has them favored. So, you know, if the Jets do end up in a negative game script, which is possible, you know, we could see Mike White sling it in this game. Elijah Moore has a great matchup out of the slot. Garrett Wilson is going to get it done as he has every week with Mike White. So I, I think Mike is a pretty solid streamer this week.
4: Yeah, I think he's a solid streamer. I mean, the, the matchup the past last week wasn't very, you know, good. And then, obviously, he had a good shot against Minnesota, Mike White did, to produce. And he, he came through somewhat. You know, he didn't throw any touchdowns, but he had some high yardage totals. Um, against Detroit, I think it could be another game like we saw last week between Minnesota and Detroit. Um, there might not be as much scoring on the Lions side, but, you know, I think that the Jets can get it done. They have enough playmakers. Uh, Mike White, I don't think... He's looked like himself these past two weeks. I think he can get back to it. And it's funny that I'm talking so highly of Mike White, but we know what he can do in this offense with the playmakers that he has. Um, I, I like him, you know, as a QB1 this week, even though he's a low-end QB1. I think he's and shoulders above Daniel Jones for me just because I think his production is much more locked in. And Daniel Jones, you know, they didn't do very good against Washington when they played him last, and then now they're playing again, them again, second time in three weeks. So I, I think Mike White definitely can be a QB1, and I like him here. He might feel a little high, yeah. but I think that this is where he's going to fit this week.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, listen, like it's one of those things where, like, you know, he's at home and his his guys have good matchups. So, uh, you know, and this could be this could be a high scoring game, a little bit high, more high scoring than than we might think. Um, yeah, and then you know, if he does well in this game, you could potentially stream the rest of the way. Jacksonville in Week 16, Seattle in Week 17. Uh, Seattle in Seattle might be a little bit tougher. Uh, But it could be a game where, you know, it's kind of going back and forth. So, you know, it could be if you're if you're in if you have a pretty bad situation at quarterback, Mike White could help you out the rest of the way. Uh, Daniel Daniel Jones against Washington. I I do think that Daniel Jones probably has a higher floor than Mike White, I would say. Um, You know, he had a pretty good game against Washington uh, this past two weeks ago before their bye. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, before Washington's bye. The Giants played Philly and was terrible, uh, but he had a decent game against them. You know, high floor type of guy. Don't expect a huge ceiling, uh, but you never know. He, he can he can run two touchdowns in any given week. He can have a forty yard touchdown. You know, any given week, it's possible. You never know with my with with uh, Daniel Jones. So, uh, decent matchup, decent streamer. He he'll be fine this week. Aaron Rodgers, uh, I have him at fourteen here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know, this is a banged up Rams defense. They they did well against Derek Carr. But, yeah. you know, we expected Derek Carr to do bad in this good matchup. You know, we, yeah. not sure if Aaron Donald is going to play or not this week. If he doesn't, uh, you have to upgrade this entire offense, especially the passing offense. Um, so Aaron Rodgers, I think, should be fine this week. Uh, after a bye week, you know, <laughs> Christian Watson, you know, we'll see. Like, he, he should be able to get it done. I wonder I wonder when – uh, what's his name is coming back. Uh, I'm looking at – um, see, like, he, it's been so long – since he's performed Romeo Dubs, it's oh, so yeah, long yeah. since he's performed that I forgot his name. Um, <laughs> yeah,
4: I wasn't sure he was so, talking about either. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he's he playing on play. Monday
3: night. Uh, he expects to play on Monday night, so we'll see. We'll monitor those practice reports. We probably won't see uh, those official practice reports for the Packers until Thursday this week.
4: Yeah, I, I'm not worried about you know Christian Watson in this matchup. So I think as long as Christian Watson can get get it done, I, Aaron Rodgers I think is going to be getting it done too. Um, yeah. Aaron but Rodgers here, been playing look, a little bit better as of late.
3: So I, I would say so. And, you know, you got Christian Watson, you have Alan Lazard. And then if you have put Romeo Dubs in the mix too, you have like a little bit of a decent trio there, I would say. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers, you know, in the stretch run, might be a little bit of a better fantasy quarterback than we might think.
4: Yeah. And then also just to go back on Daniel Jones, he said Daniel Jones will be fine. I think that's the word I would pick out to describe his fantasy season. <laughs> he's, he's just fine. You know, are you mad if he gets you 12 points? No, it's fine. If you get 20 points, yeah, it's fine. You know, it's, it's what you're expecting. Like, he's just right in that range know. because of that floor.
3: I feel like if Daniel Jones gets me 12 points, I would be upset because he hasn't gone below 15 points since week eight. So, like, yeah, I'll, I'll be kind of upset. I'm playing for him for a high floor, and that's what yeah. I need. I need 15 points or more. Please, Daniel Jones, you know, that's why I'm starting him in a couple leagues this week, so I definitely need him to just – just have a decent week. Just don't kill me.
4: Mm-hmm. You're just <laughs> expecting to be fine. That's what it is. Daniel Just Jones. be fine. He's fine. For fantasy.
3: Definition of just I have, fine.
4: I have a different opinion of him in terms of, you know, regular NFL quarterback. But that might also just be because, you know, he's in the division for the Cowboys. So, I digress. Can, I, can I digress. Yeah. I digress. <laughs> he's not a
3: good NFL quarterback. How's that? No. Um, yeah, Deshaun true. Watson. I have him at, at home. Uh, at 15. At home against Baltimore. Tom Brady at home against Cincy at 16. Um, I could go back and forth between Brady and Goff, um, who I have at 17. I think Brady has a higher floor this week and Goff has the higher ceiling. That's kind of how I would play it between those two. Uh, Brady hasn't shown his ceiling at all this week, but he's been okay. He's been like, just like Daniel Jones, he's been fine, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah, Goff in this matchup against the Jets, I know that, you know, he's been doing well over the past couple weeks, but in New York against the Jets, I'm not you know, trying to play Jared Goff this week if I have any of these other quarterbacks ahead of him.
4: Yeah, and I think you said it right with the floor being Tom Brady and the ceiling being Jared Goff. I'm not sure if Jared Goff is going to hit that ceiling this week. I mean, I talked very glowingly of him yesterday, you know, because he's been playing well. And the offense looks good. They have their full complement of receivers again. So I think you can give him that, at least a little bit of credit in that, right? Because he is doing what he needs to do. And he's being more than just a game manager. He's making some plays. But I think with this matchup against the Jets, we've seen – A lot of teams struggle. Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed are locking guys down. Um, I don't imagine Amon Ross St. Brown struggling. I'm not sure if it's going to be matched up with Sauce Gardner a whole lot, but I don't see him struggling. So as long as he's doing his thing, Jared Goff should be all right. But I think you're right that Tom Brady has a safer floor just because of the matchup on the outside. You can't have Jared Goff just rely completely on Amon Ross St. Brown for his production. It's going to take more than that for him to produce at a high level. Like he's been the past few weeks. And I don't I don't see that happening against the Jets this week. But the rest of the way, you know, I keep an eye on Jared Goff because he was actually a pretty good DFS play last week. He could be down the stretch too.
3: I know. He was a great streamer last week. Um, you know, and after this Jets matchup, he has Carolina and Chicago. So, you yeah. know, don't necessarily drop him because he could be great. He could be a top 12 quarterback in my rankings, uh, you know, after this week easily. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Then just following up with uh, Derek Carr at 18, Matt Ryan at 19 in a good matchup against the Vikings and Ryan Tannehill in LA to face the Chargers to wrap it up. And yes, I do have Matt Ryan Ryan kind of high, but this is a really, really good matchup. He has weapons. Yeah. And I think he can get it done as like a mid QB1.
4: qb should be able, sorry. Yeah. He should be able I think so. to. And now I see we have Derek Carr at 18 because he's ranked this low. He's now going to do well. Where last of week, he I think, is. did we have him at, was it QB14? And he shit the bet. Yep. Yep. So we'll see if this theory, you know, holds. I think it might. We'll, we'll every see. quarterback,
3: every mid quarterback who's going up against the uh, Rams uh, will be going up. We'll be at number 14, pretty much. And I'm sorry,
1: Aaron yeah. Rodgers. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey Company. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?